best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? Doing well, Jared. How about you? Getting I'm closer ex- to baseball season. I'm ecstatic. I'm. I don't know if that's the right word. I'm excited. Angels, angels adding to their depth trio. Trio is not the right word. Their team of depth, the Los Angeles Angels of Utility Men. You excited about that? Sure, you can call me Utility Man. He pitches. He's a two-way. Angels add <laughs> two-way. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. So now, now normally, guys, we would do a podcast right away when somebody signs, even you know a major league deal. We can kind of pump the brakes on Brett Phillips a little bit. Didn't need to have an emergency podcast. But I'm going to say I am excited. You guys know Nate. You guys know what Nate's happy about. Nothing. Um, with that being said, with that being said, yes, the Angels did sign 
Uh, two-way superstar, Brett Phillips to a one-year, $1.75 million deal. I'm kidding about the two-way, primarily an outfielder, though he has a couple innings pitched, which have been a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess great clubhouse guy. SoCal guy too, I think, right? You know, from SoCal. I, so. I think he's from SoCal. I believe so. Um, regardless though, let's get initial thoughts here to this. Of course, before we get going, as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos, making us the best Angels podcast out there. If you could go ahead and like and subscribe wherever you are listening or following us. Um, go ahead, drop a comment in the section below if you're on YouTube. Let us know what you feel about the Brett Phillips signing. Would absolutely love to hear it from you guys. Um, go ahead and start an argue with, argument with Nate because I have some I have a feeling this podcast is going to get very, very Nate-like very, very quickly. But it's okay, guys. It is okay. You can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tims. You can comment towards Nate. Actually, you can at Nate on Twitter at NateGreen34. So, Nate, before I went off on that little tangent for you, I know you're not all that negative, but... I know your feelings. We've had this conversation before. Go ahead. Give me your initial thoughts on the Brandon Phillips signing and the Austin Warren DFA. Whatever you want to start with, I have a feeling I know. Florida kid, by the way. So Florida just, kid. Uh, yes. Just, I'm, thinking, just I'm, I'm thinking of Kevin Pilar, I think, but I, I feel like Phillips could have been. A, Ooh, I think Pilar is from SoCal. That's yeah, because the Dodgers signed him and I remember him being a SoCal guy. Um. All I'd say is most impressive player I've ever seen. Um, the fact that you can go that many at bats against left-handed pitching without getting a hit is impressive. Um, yeah, I, it's impressive. Like, um, am I wrong that like thirty-four at bats without a hit against a left-handed pitcher for Brett Phillips? What's is that? What's What's more impressive for you than oh, was it, it was last year? He was over thirty-four. Yeah. Or David Fletcher not barreling a ball since twenty twenty. I feel like not getting a hit is a little bit more impressive. Like the barreling a ball, like it, it has to do with exit velo and, and launch angle and things like that. And certain guys, like their swing isn't made for that. So I'll give Fletcher a pass on that. But to not get a hit, like, do you know how hard that is to not get a hit? He only had 34 play. Do you have any? He had to have some walks, right? What, like six walks? A 120 WR, or no, not WRC plus, but like a 120 OBP or something like that. Had to had a couple walks in there. Regardless, Nate, I don't want to hear about stats. I want to know. He had one walk in 18 punches and 34 appearances. So 35 plate appearances. I want to know know your initial thoughts on this. We we do have a lot to break down here because I think this Brett Phillips signing shows a lot. Yeah, it it, it does. I just had to bring up the over 34 with one walk, 18 punches for for Brett Phillips last year. Um, Honestly, a little confused on how he got a major league deal. Like just being completely honest, like good for him, good for his agent on getting him a major league deal. But like typically when you get DFA'd, very tough to get a major league deal, especially not, not just once he got DFA'd twice uh, last year. So Tampa Bay DFA's him, Baltimore DFA's him. He elects free agency for him to get a major league deal. That very impressive. So that is the one thing for me that that is a little bit head scratching, is especially when like, is he better than Mickey Moniak? So, I, I'll give my thoughts on that because it brings up like the Joe Adele thing, and then we'll get we can kind of get back to it. Yeah, 
Brett Phillips, I think, is a very good fourth outfielder, right? And that's what he's going to be. You don't, if somebody gets hurt, you don't expect him to start, correct? And if he does, there's an issue. But if somebody gets hurt, you know, either A, Brett Phillips is not going to be on the team because that fourth outfield spot just, you know, didn't work for him. Or you bring up Joe Adele or Mickey Moniak and that guy is starting for whatever outfielder got hurt. Um, that's that's my thought. I, it, you, you, Brett Phillips is not a starter, right? Like that just in a kind of story there. Not not a starter. I mean, I'm being serious. Like we, we said that about Andrew Velasquez and we were proved wrong. Well, the Angels were put in that situation, right? That they had to start him. Like, think about sure. what think about what hap- has to happen for, for Brett Phillips to be a starter for 120 games next year, which I don't know if that's what Velasquez was, but it felt like it was pr- pretty close to that. It, 80 games. Let's say, let's say Velasquez started half the season last year. So one of the three outfielders has to get hurt. And both either Mickey Moniak or Joe Adele have to not be up for him to start that many games. And, and, if, and if they're, and and if they're that, at they that, just, they can't be good in the minor league. Yeah. It's like if, if Joe Adele struggles in the minor leagues, if Mickey Moniak struggles in AAA and Taylor Ward, Mike Trout, Hunter Renfro, one of them get hurt, then yeah, you have a Brett Phillips starting. Realistically, yes, he's on a major league deal, but he's your sixth outfielder. If you think about it, like he's going to be a guy who comes in and, and gets Mike Trout off his feet in the seventh inning of, of a, you know, a six run game. Um, you can, you can push uh, Renfro out of there, get him off his feet. Ward has had some injuries. I know not lower body, but he's had some injuries. You can get him off his feet um, from time to time. So I, I, I think that again, he's your fourth outfielder right now, but realistically he's the sixth man on your depth chart, depth chart still. So you hope. Yes, you'd hope so. You'd hope that's the way they're going to kind of play. As well as, I mean, you don't know. This is going to sound really weird. You don't know, like, this also and it indicates to me that, like, they have other options than just than just Brett Phillips. Like, we've already heard that Luis Renifo is, might play center field for, was it, Columbia? Yep. So, I mean, like, if they're thinking about putting him in center field, granted, like, not a lot of players have come out of Columbia. You know, you can probably count them on both your hands. And I'm sure I'm wrong, but the fact that Luis Renifo is probably going to play center field for them means that they trust, they got to trust him starting in center field. And he, you know, so, and, and the angels have to trust, I would assume Luis Renifo in the outfield too. So there is that, um, they have options. Like I said, yes, it's a major league deal. It's a one-year deal. And I know people hate this, but like this type of one-year deal doesn't hurt me i don't think no it's it's an easy dfa guy if he can't if he can't play like he's not making a lot of money it was just a little bit confusing to me to see him get a major league deal like honestly if you were looking at um at the free agents and guys who could who would most likely get minor league deals like you're looking at brett phillips you're looking at jackie bradley jr you're looking at kevin pilar you're looking at at guys like that and for him to get a major league deal i I was very shocked Um, out of those three out of those three guys though i'm taking brett phillips Probably JBJ. Good club. Well, I'm taking Brett probably Phillips. JBJ. Good clubhouse guy. Who's a better Who's a better defender between those three? Right. JBJ. Now? You think JBJ is still a better defender than all all those guys? Yeah. When was the last time JBJ played played in the majors? Last year. What did he, Did he actually play in the majors though? 2020. Like what's Brett the Phillips, definition of playing in the majors? I mean, Brett Phillips was with the Rays consistently. He wasn't really up or down. He was consistently with the Rays for a reason, right? 
One of the best teams in baseball had them on. Like it's it's like picking. JPG some... had three hundred forty four at bats last year. So does that That's count? Fair. I'll give I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That's half okay. half a season basically. So what do you play? Like ninety games. Uh, he played ninety two in Boston, forty in Toronto, but he didn't have that many. Games. Came in. It was it was more of the fourth outfielder thing that we were talking about. So which is fine. I mean, are you fine with Brett Phillips in that role? Yeah, if he plays that that way, then you like, know, it's, it's fine. But. I'm just curious gone. to see how they how they use him. Is this going to be one of those those platoon things where it's like, oh hey, you know, this guy's facing a tough righty, and so we're going to put Brett Phillips in to face this guy right now, and you know, Brett Phillips is still a below average hitter against righties. Like you even could could split him lefty righty, and his WRC plus is still under a hundred, no matter who you're looking at. Like you literally have to go home games. First right-handed pitchers only to find his WRC plus over 100, which is crazy. So it, it depends. Like if he's going to be one of those guys where it's win the platoons and you know Renfro's up against a tough righty and we're going to throw him in, you know, in the eighth inning with first and second and no outs and expect him to hit an extra base hit to give us a lead, like that's a little concerning for me. If he's a guy where it's like, hey, we got a four to four to two lead in the eighth inning. Uh, Renfro just hit in the uh, in the bottom of the seventh, so we're gonna let Phillips play, you know, left field, or we're gonna let Phillips play right field and and take Renfro out or take take Ward out or whatever. Like if that's the way they're using him, then that's like this is a great signing, you know, because he plays a really good outfield. He could play all three spots. Uh, but if you're asking him to hit late in games, kind of like what they did a couple years ago with, um. Oh my gosh, what's his name? Um, John McDonald. No, no, no. That's what I, that's uh, what I think of when the Angels sign somebody like this. It's like yeah, it's yeah. John McDonald role. No, I was thinking of Dexter Fowler, where it was like, "Hey, Dex, like you're not starting today. Please come off the bench and get us a hit." And it's like, Dexter Fowler hasn't hit above my weight in a long time. So why why are we asking him to hit it? So that that's the only thing. Like it totally depends on how they use him. Um, congrats on him on getting a major league deal shocked about it but you know the angels seem to be done uh outfit wise for this offseason when it comes to major league deals which is which is good you can mark that off but yeah that's that's the one one question mark i have about brett phillips like i'm not expecting him to hit i'm, I'm expecting him to be a good clubhouse guy and to play defense but if you're going to ask him to take at bats in big situations then we got a big problem that's fine. And I, I agree. I don't think he needs to. I actually like you look at like the JBJ thing and I, I don't even think Brett Phillips should get more than like 300 at bats during the season or played appearance during the season. When you look at it, like guy with a guy with uh what batting 180 with a 20, no, probably more than that. He had to have like a 50 WRC plus last year. Right. Um, I, I, I think if he has more than 300 plate appearances, it's an issue. Um, but you I mean, you can say, you can say that all the way around, you know, um, Am I allowed to like try to sell you on on this as well? Um, this also thirty eight. Thirty eight. I mean, I was close. Um, by the way, league average on WRC plus for those who don't know, one hundred is that kind of league. So average. he was near Andrew Velasquez territory. That's that's yep. my favorite. Yep. I mean, if you want to compare this to Andrew Velasquez, that's fu- that's totally fine. You know, like Andrew Velasquez. An- Andrew Velasquez playing. Andrew Velasquez depth wise in an infield that's as good as the angels outfield is fine just like where brett phillips is right 
So, I mean, like if you were to have Rendon, Correa, Renifo, and Walsh, and Andrew Velasquez is your is your fifth infielder, then it's like, eh, not nearly as bad, right? But when Andrew Velasquez is starting every day, there's an issue. Same thing here with Brett Phillips. If Brett Phillips is starting every day, there's there's a little bit of an issue. I'm fine with the signing. I like him. I think he's a freaking phenomenal character. It's so much fun. It's going to be an absolute blast watching him. I hope they mic him up from time to time. Um, great interviews, by the way, on, on that side of stuff. Uh, but also gave up the home run to Anthony Rendon last year when he was batting lefty. With that being said, let me can I can I try to sell you on one thing as well? Why this is really good, and also people you're listening. Um, this means that both Mickey Moniak, former first overall pick, and Joe Adele probably start the season in the minors and get every day at bats in the minors. And that's what we asked for, right? Like if you're not going to start him, somebody needs to be in that fourth outfield role so those guys can get every day at bats somewhere because those guys are not platoon guys. Those guys are not. They need a legitimate chance. Both those guys. I mean, I'm still gonna. I'm gonna. I'll die by this. And I know everybody's kind of sailed away off on the on the Joe Adele train. And and same thing with Mickey Moniak. But I mean, Joe Adele's 23 years old. Mickey Moniak's 24 years old. Former for, former first round picks. And you can check my check me on that. It might Moniak might be 25. I was gonna uh, say I think he's 25, turning 26. But and that's and that's fine. You you get where I'm going with this though. Those guys need everyday at bats to either a prove what they were drafted as because those guys 25 in may okay those guys prime are coming up and we saw what taylor ward did we saw how long it took taylor ward to be this guy right and taylor ward was down in triple a getting every day at bats for a very long time and nobody was asking to call him up or anything like that until all of a sudden he's the starting outfielder and you know goes off last year and that's fine and there were there were signs of him being good same thing joe adele joe adele is that guy who needs every day at bats to either a prove that he is who he is um or b the ship, the ship has sailed. Same thing with Moniac too. I know the ship has sailed in Philly, but a 25 year old, 24, 25 year old who is, who needs every day at bats and that's going to go hit in a hitters hitter friendly league, I think can help both those guys out a lot. And it's something, like I said, we've been saying it for a while. If you're not going to, if you're not going to start those guys at the major league level, they're not, they're not platoon guys. Those are not guys that come off the bench. Those are guys that need to play every day to, to figure out some type of rhythm. So I, I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. I, I don't, I mean, the angels need somebody like this anyways, for this to happen. Um, and Brett Phillips on a one year deal is, is perfectly fine for me. For, for me, when you bring up Moniac and Adele, like I'm totally on board with Adele sitting in AAA and just absolutely refining his game, like getting better. Um, I think the angels becoming have- a baseball player, because that's the yeah. thing that we've said. He's not, I mean, he needs to learn how to play baseball. Like it, it is what it he, is. He needs to, he needs to get better and he needs to, he needs to work on a swing. Like there's, there are some things that he can work on in AAA. And like, honestly, if he, if he struggles for an entire month, like that's fine because that means he's working on something because we've seen his numbers in the minor leagues and like he writes down there. So he needs, to, he it, needs to fail somewhere. He's never failed in his career. Except for at the major league level, which is where you don't want to fail. Um, okay. Okay. So ahead. if, if he, if he's, it's every day at bats. That's fine. Like I still think that Joe Adele can play every day, whether it's at DH, whether it's in the outfield, whatever. Like I still have hope that he can possibly turn into something. Like he's twenty three years old. Like you said, like he he has a very high potential. So I'm not I'm not out on him. Uh, Mickey Moniak. I personally think his highest upside is a fourth outfielder. So for him to be in that Brett Phillips role, like that wouldn't have been a uh, an issue for me 
I, I personally would have loved to see Brett Phillips get a minor league deal, bring in Phillips and Moniak to camp and say, guess what, boys? Like, one of you guys is staying here. One of you guys is going to AAA. Show me who, who wants to be here. Like, that's what I would have loved to see, uh, except because right now you're guaranteeing Brett Phillips a job with a major league deal. And I know you can cut him for, for 1.5 or whatever it is, 1.7. Um, but that that's a waste of money when you're a team on a budget that's trying to stay under the cap. Um, it is a waste of money. Like it is, I'd, it's way easier to cut a guy on a minor league deal than it is to cut a guy who's making 1.5, 1.7. We saw it with Kurt Suzuki, no matter how bad he was, he was still on the roster. And, and yeah, you can shake your head and say whatever, but you know, we had other options like Chad Wallach proved that he was a better major leaguer than Kurt Suzuki. So yes, there are other options, but um, people are going to um, hate you if you don't say Matt Dice, by the way. So you have to say Matt Dice. Matt Dice was probably a better option than Kurt Suzuki from a yeah. playing standpoint. Maybe not. Sure. From a I, I won't, I won't say that defensively, but I'll say sure. Uh, I guess equally, they both suck defensively. So um, that's fair. yeah, that's fine. So, yeah, the Moniac thing, like, that one doesn't really – that's not really a selling point for me. Joe Adele, selling point, sure. Give him give him a chance to to really find his way of playing baseball and his way of, you know, getting to the major leagues and sticking in the major leagues. That's fine with me. But, um, yeah, the Moniac one, not really a selling point for me. I think you could have signed any one of minor league deals and said, go, go fight it out with Moniac and, and see who fits better on this team because – they're both similar players. They both both hit uh, from left side. They both um, can play all three outfield positions. It seemed like Moniak was a good clubhouse guy. He he grinded out ABs. You know, wasn't putting up stupid offensive numbers. They were still way below average, even though people were excited about what he was doing. Um, so yeah, the Moniak thing, whatever. But the Joe Adele thing, I do like, and I do think that that is helpful long-term for his future and for the angel success. If they want to prove that they can develop offense. That's fair. So now Nate, you are on the clock. You have one minute from when you start talking, Austin Warren, where to go. I'm disappointed to see him go. I mean, I, I was a huge Austin Warren guy. I, I thought he was very successful in 2021. He had really good numbers. I know he struggled this year a little bit, but I liked what he did early before he broke his nose. Poor guy got unlucky with the line drive off off his face in BP in Boston. Um, I, I know you're you're gonna say this. There are a million Austin Warrens out there, but like Austin Warren, how many of Austin Warrens have shown success in the major leagues that you can get for my for for major league minimum? Like you can tell me all these guys are in the minor leagues, and and I'm sure there are. Like, um. Like I'm sure you'll mention Kyle Tyler and all these guys, but 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 who has thrown 25 innings and and put up a, a below two ERA and has pitched at, le- high le- at least half the league? I, I'm I'm gonna cut you off there because that that you get under two least- ERA and pitched in high leverage situations. No, not half the league, not half the league. But go ahead, go on your little rant about how I'm not gonna go. I was I'm cutting I'm cutting off your rant because I know I I know where it was going. Um, yes, and 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 as I was one to defend Kyle Tyler. I loved Kyle Tyler. I loved what he brought to the table. Um, Taylor Blake Ward, buddy of ours, buddy of the show. I, I was, I told him, I verbally told him I was upset that Kyle Tyler left and he said, there's a Kyle Tyler on every team. And my response to him was he is my Kyle Tyler though. 
There, there is only one Kyle Tyler to me, just like Austin Warren. There is only one Austin Warren to you. You, you that is your. That you, go, is your guy. you go find another guy with an under two there year and he's pitched in high leverage situations who makes major league minimum. <laughs> go find I'm it. Just saying, I know. I if know. You go find I it. Can, if I you can it. find it on the Angels, great. Because I haven't Jimmy, seen it in the bullpen. Jimmy Hergit was that guy last year, and the Angels didn't have to mm-hmm. draft him. So the Angels had another one of those guys in in, in the bullpen, a guy who's. Low nines, yes. Jimmy Hergit's funky. I love Jimmy Hergit, by the way. Jimmy Warren's, Warren's mid nines. Warren's like 92, 94. Hergit's like what 90, 92 can probably kick 93 at times with run. I, I, there are there is an Austin Warren on every single team on every 40 man. Um, I I would wouldn't be surprised if he ended up, you know, clearing waivers and and came back to the Angels, you know. And it adds nothing to Austin shocked. Warren. I love I liked Austin. If he clears waivers. I lo- I liked Austin Warren. I I was penciling him in as a guy who you probably see in the in the bullpen for the Angels this year on opening day. You know, I, I was 100% I was penciling him in. I thought he's he's that guy. Um and then we also think there there's also other guys that we would DFA before Austin Warren. With that being said, in the words of the world famous Taylor Blake Ward, there is you know there's an Austin Warren on every team, just like there's a Kyle Tyler on every team. But this is your Austin Warren. Austin Warren is your your guy. So just like I lost Kyle Tyler, you can lose Austin Warren. We'll see. We'll see who you lose next. So I think we're both in agreement, though. Ollie Ortega, that's a tough one to lose from for both of us. Yeah, I, that's I, that's I know that's a little bit removed, and I don't ever think we talked about Ollie Ortega, but um, Ollie Ortega is somebody that I, I reported on, um, in his time in the minors all the way from rookie ball, all the way up. And it was a lot of fun to, fun to watch I him. Like yeah. I, I, I thought that was, I thought that was a little bit of a mistake, but, um, again, the angels have a quite a few guys that are pumping mid upper nines with a, with a good slider. So just depends on who you want. How to. many of them actually know where the strike zone is? He's, I get it. I get it. No. The guys that they're, the guys that he's kept, the guys that Perry's kept are Perry guys and that's fine. You know, yeah. win with Perry guys. Uh, uh, Ortega was a was a Billy guy, or Ortega might not even have been a Billy guy. Ortega might have been a uh, been Depoto a Depoto guy. guy. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. just like Suarez is a Depoto guy. Um, regardless, though, regardless, though, let's get back to the Brett Phillips real quick. I'm fine with signing. Perfectly fine. One year deal. I know you're not all that happy. I think it opens up a lot of doors for the Angels. It, it creates a lot of depth for the Angels, and I hope the Angels don't go and trade any of this depth now that they have it. I think this is the thing that the Angels were missing this last year. Um, and I think that they've put together a nice offseason. I know it's not what you wanted to see, and this is something we'll talk about down the road, so we don't need to get yeah. into the conversation. Yeah, we'll but talk about that later. That's fine. I, I think the Angels have put up a nice offseason. I think that you know you said that last year. I think I thought they put up a nice offseason last year. Yeah, it was good enough. I to thought win they filled. I thought, I thought the Angels. I thought the Angels filled holes where they needed to fill, and I thought you know they played a good first forty games. Yep. You know, like what, what what's to be said about that? Now the Angels this year they need to just go play good until July, exactly what we were saying again. Stick around till July and see who's there at the trade deadline. So, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos, going to make us the best Angels podcast out there. I would, I, I I would get yelled at if I didn't say this. We are going to do fantasy baseball. We are going to do fantasy baseball. Go on to talkinghalos.com. There is a question place where you can drop some questions. It goes straight to the CEO of Talking Halos, Derek Ciapala. Let him know that you want to do some do some fantasy baseball. Myself, Nate, I'm going to make Nate, I'm going to make you do it. I know. I know we do a lot of fantasy baseball, but I'm going to make you do a team. Uh, myself, Nate, Derek, John, Brock, everybody involved, all part of the writing staff as well, Diego. JT, who's with us now too. Um, speaking of that, if anybody wants to write with us, shoot us a message on uh, as uh, actually don't shoot us a message on talking hands. Shoot us a message 
to uh, to Twitter, Twitter. myself. Yeah, let let us know. Uh, we'll get you in there. We'll let you start writing. Get your name out there. We'd love to hear. We'd love to get as many articles as possible. So, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.